0: Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories.
1: Two thousand years ago. A patch of land in the Northumberland countryside. Grass, trees, a little stream. A couple of peasants growing turnips. The Romans come. The Saxons. But not much changes here. William the Conqueror comes and says the whole country belongs to him. Divides it all up amongst his men. But not this bit. It stays common land. Until four hundred years ago. A man comes along on a horse, and the peasants, not the same ones obviously, it's 1600 years later, they're told to bugger off, cos some gentleman did a deal. Shook hands on a room and signed a bit of paper, something about the enclosure acts. And now this bit of land belongs to... the 5th Earl of Rothbury. Who knows what happens to the peasants. Maybe they make it to Banborough, or maybe they freeze to death on the way. History doesn't record those stories. Fast forward today. Now it's mainly concrete. A little semi-detached house, paved garden, privet hedge. The family owns the house, but the land is still owned by the Earl of Rothbury. The family has to pay him to live there. And what does he do for that money? Absolutely sweet F.A. Nearly a third of this country is still owned by the aristocracy. Thanks to a favour pulled by his ancestor, the money trickles in and all the Earl has to do is sit on his landed house. Just like he's doing right now, in a windowless room, sipping sparkling mineral water and wondering if he'll get out of here alive. The 13th Earl of Rothbury, bang to rights at last, better late than never.
2: The system
0: or how to save the world in five easy steps.
2: Step three, the art of the steel.
0: The Lord of Miss Rules' clock is ticking down. Thirty-two hours, nine minutes, and forty-six seconds to go.
2: We're standing outside a little ground floor flat somewhere in Southeast London. A recycling bin overflowing with Domino's boxes. a second. The door opens. He's obviously just out of bed. It's early afternoon.
3: Hi. No. No way.
2: <laughs> he tries to shut it, but Jake's already jammed his foot in there. Ow!
3: Sorry, dude. This ain't cool. You need to leave. Bobby, what are these?
2: I'm holding a box of Cadbury's Heroes. While he's distracted, Jake pushes the door open.
0: His tiny flat is crammed with boxes of tech. You can't see the floor for cables and every surface has a different laptop running. We tell him what's happened, how we're now basically secret agents and we're trying to track down these kidnapped rich dudes, partly to save them but mainly ourselves. But as we talk, he looks increasingly (sighs) agitated.
3: What do you want from me?
2: We want you to help us track down the other guys from your, uh, whatever you call it, unit, a cell? No. No, what?
3: No, I'm not gonna help you. But, you could if you wanted to. Okay, look. I think you should leave now. Come on,
2: man. What are you afraid of?
3: What am I afraid of? These people are crazy and dangerous.
2: And I like to, I don't know, have children one day. Could I also recommend a little wash and a tidy then?
0: Not
3: helpful. We are literally working with the security services. You could not be any safer. Are you joking me? I trust them even less than I trust the terrorists. You can trust us. I'm not telling anyone anything. So you do have something to tell. Look, please man, can you just please get out of my home? Wait, have you seen the news? I don't do mainstream media! Well, this is a national crisis? What I've been reading, it's more like they've arranged to be kidnapped themselves. Why would they do that? Oh, let me think, uh, to create fear, to get sympathy, to look like heroes, and most probably to get knighthoods. Oh,
2: look, you have to help us!
3: Why do I?
2: Because otherwise, Jake will break her fingers!
0: I don't even think she's joking. You're not even joking, look, are you? mate. We have a responsibility to make up for our mistakes. Speak for yourself. People are going to die.
2: And it would really help us not go to prison.
0: He sighs. Then he sort of growls and grabs two fistfuls of hair.
2: Are you OK? Look,
3: I don't know anything. OK? And uh, I want you to leave. But as he
0: says this, he's writing something on a bit of paper.
3: Please don't come back here again.
0: He holds it up. Park round the corner and turn your phones off. Okay, okay, we'll go.
2: Thanks for nothing. I swipe the heroes off the table. We're in the Skoda round the corner. I'm five tiny double-decker bars in and there's still no sign of him. A turn on the radio.
1: Today, to the Republican Party hold their latest presidential candidates debate tonight in Iowa. With the story of the kidnapped British billionaire likely to be high on the agenda, it's one of the outsider candidates who's gaining the most.
0: What does it say about us
4: as a country that we can't keep our brightest and most successful citizens safe? It's
2: maybe we should just go. I mean, he was pretty paranoid. Did you see all those Domino's boxes? Can you imagine how much cheese there is in the system right now?
0: Why did you say I'd break his fingers?
2: It was a joke, I didn't mean it.
0: I'm not your, like, henchman.
2: <laughs> I know you're not. I mean, you are a man and you are quite I know hench. you think I'm
0: thick and that's why I I don't I think you're thick. I didn't even finish school.
2: That wasn't your fault. There's nothing to stop you finishing it now. <laughs> what?
0: A 25-year-old man retaking his math GCSE. <laughs> How pathetic is that?
2: The door opens. Kota gets in the back. He slumps right down. A giant black puffer, hood pulled over
3: his head, sunglasses on. Drive. What? Drive. Huh, where? Keep going straight until I tell you. You right, mate? There's been a black car outside my flat for days. As soon as you said security services, it made sense.
0: Yeah, loads of cars are black, bruv.
3: <sighs> this country is now as corrupt as Venezuela. Oh, like. come on. From what I've read, the security services are compromised. Turn left. Not everyone in the security services is corrupt.
2: He fancies our hand. No, I She's don't. She's made him go all patriotic. Well, there's
0: nothing wrong with loving your country.
2: Oh, it's a beautiful though.
0: you've done
3: all right out of it, you? Turn so, right. This is exactly the argument they want you to be having. Who? Mm. Hey, if I knew that, do you think I'd be sitting here? I'd be very rich or very dead. Left, oh, left, turn oh, left. What mate? Where are we going? Okay, okay, stop here, stop here.
2: Stop here, oh, man. Nice. Right, that's it, just here. We've pulled up outside an anonymous office block
3: in a little business park. What is this place? On the third floor of this building, yeah? Is the customer service department of Hotpoint. Hotpoint?
2: As in washing machines?
3: Yeah. And other appliances.
2: Is this the new 5G conspiracy? They're putting nanobots in our codes during the spin cycle.
3: No. This building is where Weevil works. Weevil? Another one of the guys from the unit. Oh.
2: Weevil, of course. And how do you
3: know he worked here? I followed him once. Just in case.
1: In case what?
3: I didn't know at the time. But it turns out he was just in case. So, right now, in it. And that's all I got for you. So, please don't contact me again. Over and out. He's out the door. Hang on a sec. I run after him. Hey. I grab him. Oh, whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? And give him a hug. Hey. Um. I don't. I don't like it. Remember this name, Lady Sarah Ferrer.
2: What? Here, I'm gonna write it on your hand. Uh. I need you to find out what you can about her. And here's my number.
0: Why? I can't tell you right now. Don't tell Jake.
2: What? I thought he needed a hug.
0: What did you write on his hand?
2: My number. I'm worried about him. Right, should we get in there then?
0: I'll go. You still got a black eye.
1: Thirteenth Earl of Rothbury sits on the bed with his eyes closed. He has now completely lost track of time. He's not used to waiting. He's used to being busy. He's used to people being desperate for a few seconds of his precious time. The door clicks open and he quickly stands up. The young woman steps into the room. All right, Dickie. Back in the chair. The ring light bright on his face. The bags under his eyes. The trial of Richard Dunning, part two. The case for the defence. By the way, do you know what day it is? Sunday. No, darling, it's Monday afternoon. It's not long till Shrove Tuesday. Ooh, and to Shrive is to... Confess. Gold Star. Would you like to confess to anything?
4: On more than one occasion in the mid-70s, possibly as many as three... I went into the Woolworths in Windsor, and yes, I helped myself to the dolly mixtures. Would you like to cut off my hands?
1: Oh, I'm not big on maiming. Shall we hear your defence then? You've had lots of time to prepare.
4: How do I defend myself when I haven't committed a crime?
1: I'd like to know what you stand for. When you're Prime Minister, what will you do?
4: <laughs> not much chance of that.
1: I don't know. This whole situation could really shorten your odds. This could be your career-defining act of heroism. So, what's your vision?
4: Britain is the greatest country in the world. We need to unleash its potential. How? Freedom. Enough hand-wringing, enough navel-gazing. We need to cast off the baggage of the past and move forward into a brighter future. A future where hard work and enterprise and bold thinking... Is this
1: from your website?
4: If you're asking if I've thought about this before, then yes.
1: So, small estate, lower taxes, less regulation? Who's being unleashed here, exactly?
4: We jumpstart the economy by attracting investment into... Is
1: there anything left to sell off to foreign investors?
4: Growth is essential to any robust... Hey,
1: do you know what's really good at growth? Japanese knotweed. And cancer.
4: We need to revitalise our manufacturing base. But,
1: but what about climate change? I know you're very sceptical about net zero.
4: Give people freedom and they will find clever technological solutions. But they're not,
1: though, are they? They're flying into space and looking for more ways to monetize our attention. So... We just cross our fingers and keep on consuming and growing and polluting. Your future sounds a lot like the past.
4: Well, we need to learn from the best of the past.
1: You mean keep banging on about Winston Churchill and the NHS?
4: We should be proud of our achievements.
1: And if we don't unleash ourselves?
4: The tyranny of mediocrity prevails, we become irrelevant, and other countries get ahead.
1: Either we're winners or we're losers. Well, that's the way the
4: world works, I'm afraid.
1: Hmm... Are you hungry?
0: I slip into the building for a back entrance behind some people on a fag break. Up to the third floor. A large call centre. The low hum of voices. People in cubicles reading from scripts about blocked drain hoses while half looking at memes and group chats on their phones. There's movement across the room. A glass wall into an office. And there he is, talking intently into his phone. Weevil. He used to sit in one of these cubicles, overweight, thinning hair gelled into a comb over. Now he's lean, shaved head, like the before and after pictures in men's health. He stops, senses me watching. Our eyes meet. I stride towards him and he bolts out a side door. I break into a run and the cubicles go quiet. Through a door into a small corridor. On the right, Weevil's empty office, a framed picture of a young woman on his desk. To the left, an empty meeting room. At the end, a final door to the toilets. I go in. One of the stall doors is shut. Hello, mate. I drop down to look under. A pair of shiny brogues. Nice office. Looks like you've done pretty well for yourself. Was that a picture of your girlfriend? I remember you talking about being obsessed with James Bond films when you were a kid. Which one did you watch like a hundred times? Goldeneye, was in there, weren't it? Do you ever wonder if you might have picked the wrong side? Sean Bean instead of Pierce Brosnan. This will be over soon. They'll be looking to find everyone involved. But if you help me, maybe I can help. The door opens. For a second I think he's gonna nut me. But he walks past. Motions for me to follow.
1: The 13th Earl of Rothbury seemed more relaxed as the door clicks open again. That little politics debate has made him feel safe, like the grown-up in the room. Enjoy it while you can, Dickie. Food's on its way.
4: So, are you going to tell me what it is that you hope to gain from all this?
1: Sure. I want you to give it back. What? The world.
4: (laughs) And when was it exactly that I took the world?
1: Gradually, over time, you've taken and hoarded privilege, assets, land and money.
4: I haven't taken anything.
1: England was arbitrarily parceled up and a large chunk of it was given to your ancestors. Hardly
4: my crime. The
1: has been rigged in your favour for centuries. You were born with a lot, you used it to get more. And now you have too much.
4: Who's to say what's too much? Me. I'm saying it. Well, that doesn't make it criminal.
1: A decade ago, there was a global recession and you made money from it. You bought into bad debt bundles and then you bet against them.
4: I took some good positions. It's not criminal.
1: Then, the Bank of England pumped money into the economy. Quantitative easing. They're still doing that.
4: That was necessary to avert large-scale disaster. £895
1: billion. (sighs) Where does all that money end up? Whose burdens are eased? Whose assets grow? The richest?
4: That's hardly down to me.
1: Everyone else suffers. You profit. In the last two years, the rest of the world got worse off. The wealth of the world's richest ten men... (laughs) double
4: not mine
1: well i'm sure you've done okay but we wouldn't know because you're so good at hiding it aren't you offshore in tax havens behind chains of shell companies all those great british financial structures specifically designed to confuse it's
4: not illegal
1: but what do you even do with it you cling on to it you barely pay tax You certainly don't give it to charity I
4: give plenty to charity, I'm on the board
1: As the richest have got more and more You've given away less and more Now
4: you're just making baseless accusations
1: It's true, look it up And what do you do with it all? All that land. All those bits of planet you've taken for yourselves. You put big walls up so no one can see it. Or build crappy housing. Spray it with chemicals. farm the shit out of it. Kill all life. Take government subsidies. Pay people a pittance to work on it. Rip it open and pull all the coal out of it. Fog up the skies and poison the oceans. You bleed it dry. You squeeze out every last drop.
4: You are painting a grossly oversimplified picture. It
1: suits you to make it seem complicated, but it's not. It's really quite simple. You have too much. Are you going to give it back? There's a knock at the door. Supper time. I'm sucking on a Cadbury to Claire and wondering if Jake's on
2: a runner. I check the clock. 29 hours, 33 minutes and 47 seconds to go. A picture flashes up of the online betting tycoon. Last year's salary, half a billion. This is who we're busting our asses to save. My phone rings. Hello?
3: I found something. That was quick. If you know where to look. So? Up until November last year, Lady Sarah Ferreira was living in Huntswood House in Suffolk. What's that, her, her manor house? No. It's a care home. What? Lady Sarah Ferreira turned 98 last March. Uh,
2: I don't don't get it. And
3: then she died in December. She's dead? But before she died, she was the director of a lot of companies.
2: Someone stole her identity? Yep,
3: and used it to open a shit ton of shell companies by the look of things. Who stole it? It's impossible to tell. It just disappears offshore to some LLP in Nevis. Nevis? All British colony in the Caribbean. Tax haven. What is this about?
2: Jess has got a new silent partner. Someone's bankrolling all of this, and I want to know who. I knew it. But someone's running towards the car. I have to go. Jake's coming. Jake gets in, breathing hard, flushed. He hands me a bit of paper.
0: What is this? His coordinates weevil gave me. He was on one of the decoy runs.
2: I tap it into the GPS. A location comes Um. up. It looks like... a little cul-de-sac somewhere in... Northumberland? What is it? Yeah,
0: he was told to meet someone at the service station. They swapped cars, he drove to this location, parked in a driveway, swapped into another car and then drove home.
2: It's not much, is it? It's flipping miles away. Shouldn't we dig around a bit more? As the first location that we've got. Yeah, like it's not a
0: car park. It's someone's house. The driveway of someone's house. They must be involved.
2: OK. We head off north out of London. Jake tries to get hold of Liv, but she's not answering. Maybe she's given up on her inside man.
3: Sit them a comb, sit them a comb, sit them a comb, they can't be found. Sit them a sit them a sit them a com, they can't be foam, sit them a com, sit them a sit them a com, they can't be found, sit them a com, sit them a com, sit them a com, they can't be
1: found. The Earl of Rothbury looks at his plate of food. A steaming dish of mushroom risotto, shaved truffles, fresh green salad, a glass of something white and crisp, a gavi de gavi, possibly. How was it? Delicious. Good. You didn't answer my question, though.
4: What, will I give it back? To whom? To you? I can lend you some money if you'd like. If you're struggling with your student loan or if you need a deposit, I'd be very happy to help. But if you're talking about some sort of aggressive wealth redistribution programme, then may I remind you how communism turned out. Look, I pay taxes, I give to charity, I think that's enough. I'm not going to give in to terrorist extremists.
1: Hmm, Worth a try. Though I never had much hope for you. You were radicalised at such a young age. (laughs)
4: Radicalised.
1: Entitlement was drip-fed into you from the moment you were conscious, and now it's hardwired. You think you deserve it, the houses, the yachts, the schools, all those vast playing fields. Even when you're relaxing, you need a couple of acres, don't you? You can't just do a wordle on your phone. You need a pony and five grand's worth of apparatus. I don't actually play polo. Really, you should all go and live on an island somewhere. You could just play each other at golf all day long and then drink brandy and eat venison and talk about the good old days. We could throw in some lifelike androids in maids' outfits. You could grope their bums and patronise them and then the rest of us could live in peace because otherwise you will kill us all.
4: (laughs) So is that what happens next? Is there a helicopter waiting?
1: No. Because what comes after shriving? I don't know. Penance.
4: What are you going to do? Thrash me?
1: (laughs) I have a funny feeling you might enjoy that too much. So what then? Humble pie. Or rather, humble risotto. He looks down at the almost empty plate in front of him. (coughs) Spits out what's left in his mouth. What is it? What's in
4: this? What have you done?
1: You've probably got about 30 minutes. I'd just try and stay calm if I was you. 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 Bitch. You stupid little bitch. Richard? Language? He grabs the knife off his plate. <sighs> the door opens behind me. Three large men come in. They're wearing masks.
4: I feel sorry for you. What a pitiful, pathetic generation you are. What a bunch of self-righteous, narcissistic little pricks you are, aren't you? Banging on and on about mental health and pronouns and privilege and how you're all victims of 18 different intersecting types of oppression. Why don't you actually do something, hmm? Get up off your asses and get off your phones and do something. It's not going to get handed to you because you're feeling a bit sad that day. Please can I have some funding for my anti-anxiety safe space awareness outreach engagement project for non-binary people? Oh, it's so unfair, isn't it? It's also unfair. I want to be seen. I just want to be seen. Please can I be seen? Here's a picture of me crying and wearing nail varnish. Please can I have some free tofu? <laughs>
1: Oh, here he is at last. So, to confirm, you're not going to give it back. I wouldn't give you the lint from my pocket. You will never get a single penny
4: from me. You wouldn't know what to do with it. You'd spend it all on oat milk and wind farms and puberty
1: blockers. (laughs) This is great stuff, Richard. Thank you. Oh, some proper content at last. He looks at the camera. Leans into it This woman is a psychopath Do you understand? She is a psychopath It's not live, Richard They'll see what I want them to see The edited highlights The very, very, very worst of Richard Dunn He tries to go for me The man <laughs> I don't know what you're getting all worked up about You're always going on about freedom Well, you're about to be set free Your giant ego is going to dissolve And you're going to be at one with the universe Come on Let's go outside. It's time to get back to nature. Ashes to ashes, baby.
2: It's late. 23 hours on the clock and I'm down to the last of the heroes. Just a couple of cream egg twisted to go. Jake is nodded off in the passenger seat. My phone flashes up. Call me on this number, Coyote. I pull into a service station.
3: Have you heard of the Sun Valley Conference? No. They call it summer camp for billionaires. Loads of rich tech and media people in Idaho going hiking and drinking juices and making deals. It's a bit like Davos or Bilderberg, but everyone has to wear shorts and hoodies.
2: Sorry, sorry.
3: Lady Sarah Ferrara was one of the delegates last summer. If you were looking for investment, that's exactly where you go. So who was there? That's the problem. Who wasn't there?
2: Someone standing behind me. Who are you talking to?
3: Shit, Jake, you scared me.
0: We were going to drop it. I thought it might be important. Well, why do you always have to dig around? Why can't you just stick to the job? Hey, if I hadn't dug around, I'd never have found you. Well, maybe that would have been better. What, you'd rather I just let them get you? What? I don't know. Come on, I'll drive.
2: 21 hours to go. We pull up at the coordinates. A bleak little cul-de-sac, part of a housing estate not far from the Northumberland coast. The house is a little semi with an overgrown privet hedge.
0: It's for sale. The house is for sale.
2: We get out of the car and walk up the drive to look through the downstairs windows. Grubby carpets, faded outlines where furniture used to be. A woman stands on the back step of next door, dressing gown, bag in hand. Jake goes to talk to her. I walk to the bottom of the little paved garden. It looks out onto an empty field. The fence has fallen down, so you can step directly into the field. At the far edge is a high stone wall. Dark woods beyond. There's an old wooden door in the wall. It's ajar. I pull my phone out to look something up.
0: Uh, They left months ago. The family who lived here got evicted because they couldn't afford to extend their lease or something.
2: Look through there. What? You see those woods, beyond that wall? Yeah. It's the edge of the sea in this day. So? It's owned by the Earl of Rothbury, Richard Dunning.
0: But he was kidnapped in the West Country.
2: This is another one of his properties. Dude owns like 5% of England.
0: We cross the field, through the door, into the woods. By the light of the moon and our phone torches, we follow an overgrown path through the dense trees. We can hear the sea as we get closer to the coast. The trees start to thin out and we turn off our torches as the path leads onto a lawn. A couple of cottages. Then Maya spots it. Shh, shh. Look. A figure slumped back against a tree. We approach slowly from behind. It's a man. Is he dead? We creep closer towards him. As we round the tree, we still can't quite see his face. Then a cloud shifts and he's caught in a shaft of moonlight. His eyes are wide open. He turns to look at us. Isn't that beautiful?
2: He ain't dead. It's off his face.
0: But I ain't looking at him, Maya. I'm looking at the two large men standing ten feet away. Two large men wearing painted wooden masks.